0: Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of The Books to Gaze.
1: Woo!
0: I made sure to remember to pause. Um <laughs> My name is Alex. My pronouns are she, her.
1: And I'm Sam, and my pronouns are she, her. And we are so excited. We're talking about a fascinating book. I can't even, Oh, my brain is blown. We're talking about Detransition Baby today. I feel like we could have
0: talked about this for like five hours. But... I know
1: in Loki, I, <sighs> after we got like afterwards, I just want to talk about it more. I know. Like, I, mean, I was like, man, we should have mentioned that. Man, we should have mentioned that. It
0: brings up so many good conversations. I hope like we could always record like an, a special Patreon episode too. Let's do that. We should, we should. Um, Cause I feel like there was so much more to say and we were short on time when we recorded. So we can surprise well we'll hear it tomorrow so
1: or maybe after we record with a certain podcast on saturday we can Mm. do it yeah
0: that'll be exciting i'm excited for that i almost forgot and then i remembered today but um that'll be fun i wonder when that'll go up we'll have to like sneak peek it somehow maybe our patreon people can see speaking of patreon if you're not signed up yet Um, we only need nine more patrons till we release a tote bag. Um, and And maybe maybe some other things, maybe some other things. We just ordered new stickers. We have new logo stickers. Now our coffee cup stickers have been retired for the time being, um, until we sell merch, but we have really cute stickers with our logo, which means you get a, my face and Sam's face, wherever you love your stickers. Um, and
1: (laughs) That sounds very dirty. Wherever you want to stick
0: our faces, there we will be. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Yeah, I I could see that going poorly. Um, (laughs) But also, if you're a Patreon, you get sneak peeks. You get, depending on your tier, you get to help us pick our book talk. So Patreon picked this this book for us. You get discounts on merch. You watch when the tote bag drops. That can be you. If you are our top tier level you get a free tote bag and you get to be on the podcast
1: which is amazing we're super excited for this
0: yeah we've had a lot of fun talking to our patreon 10 dollar tier people supporters next week we have our friend caitlin on um, and that'll be only on patreon so you have to be there to get that content we've talked to megan and we've talked to Alex so far, and then Caitlin's episode will release next week.
1: And what's really exciting is if you listen to this episode with Caitlin, you are going to see kind of like a, what's it called? A spiral.
0: shadowing.
1: Oh, yeah. I guess that one too. Is, are we talking
0: about the same thing? maybe about who you reached out to yeah yeah it's like foreshadowing like we recorded this episode and we're like haha wouldn't it be cool blah 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 and then sam did it and it happened and it's really cool see if you can connect those dots for us next wednesday if you guess it maybe we'll send you a sticker
1: oh i love that idea and you
0: can't be um jg megan alex or libby who already know the answer you have to be somebody or Kate. Well, yeah, Caitlin can probably figure it out because she recorded the episode with us.
1: Or I definitely told her. Okay, yeah. <laughs> okay, you can't be any of those people. But if you
0: listen to our Patreon only episodes episode and you can figure out what Sam did and what happened and maybe a sneak peek of who's coming on the podcast, then we'll send you a sticker. So shoot us a DM. And if you're right, I'll send you something
1: some place that you can put our faces
0: put our faces wherever you would like to our faces to be (laughs) I feel like it maybe it's weird to have our faces on a sticker now that we're saying all these sentences
1: oh no I love it like I'm super excited
0: (laughs) I feel like you're gonna turn it into really like funny dirty pictures
1: um if you get our sticker and you put it on something I will shout you out if you tag us I want oh yeah Places that you put my stick, my
0: face. Honestly, I feel like what we should do is if you can, if you stick our sticker, if you stick our sticker in creative places, send us a picture, and we'll like make a post too of like all of our favorite where our where our faces have
1: been. I love that where our faces have been. Find
0: us probably someone's going to put like walk us right into a sex toy shop and like stick us right near something. Don't steal my idea.
1: At this point, at this point in our quarantine, put my face wherever you wanted, okay? Please put our
0: faces places. Um, <laughs> okay, moving on from that, Sam, how else can people support our podcast if they're not on Patreon?
1: Um, obviously, we know, like, times are tough. Um, if you can't support our Patreon, we would really appreciate if you shared us, um, told us to your gay friends, your gay people you're wonderful people. Um, and if you like and rate us on Apple Podcasts, yeah. it really sucks. Cause I know a lot of my friends who don't listen on Apple and I'm like, I, there's no other place to like rate us, but right now we have 44, right?
0: Yeah. We have a good amount and it's, yeah, it's only on Apple or iTunes, but I don't listen there either. But I, because I have an iPhone, I have the podcast app and you can download it for free. So I just download it and like check our ratings, but I don't listen there. So if you have access to Apple or iTunes and you can just switch there, leave us a five star review, write a review saying how wonderful our faces are. um,
1: I'm going to see right now how many, Hmm. one good one. Oh, I just typed in the books, B-O-O-K-S and we're like the third people to show up. See, that's because people are leaving
0: ratings and reviews and then we show up on people's screens I think that's the benefit. Like, people don't understand. Also, you can follow us on any platform you listen if you, like, subscribe to the pod or hit follow. That also somehow with, like, data and analytics will get our show to more – it, like, helps the reach grow. So people who maybe are searching just books or searching for, like, gay things, our faces will pop up even if they have no fucking idea who we are.
1: Okay, so we have forty-five ratings, which is very exciting. My mom rated us, which was me. I got on her phone. <laughs> oh,
0: I was like Lori Land listened and rated. She would be baffled by the content,
1: right? But our last rating was February twenty-second, and we are in March. So come on, guys, go right, oh, us.
0: That's so soon, so recently, whatever the word is. Um yeah so do that. Share us in your stories. Tag us. We always repost them in our stories. We get excited to see them also before we get into like actual content, we um are partnering with Libro fm which is an audiobook website that if you sign up and use their service, it supports local independent bookstores. You can choose which bookstore to support or you can like support anyone in the country it's a better alternative to Amazon because yes. you're not supporting local bookstores there. We have a discount code. So if you sign up for a monthly membership, which is $14.99 a month, you will get two books for the price of that membership instead of just one. So you can listen to two audiobooks for right off the bat.
1: And that's so exciting. Listen, I'm telling you, I'm in the middle of Eve Brown and it's so good. Um, I listened to Cameron Esposito
0: Mm, i need to do um, that
1: that one was amazing i listened to hear for it by r eric brown nope r eric thomas <laughs> r eric thomas um i'm telling you i love a good audio book because you can't listen to us every day i no. mean you can run out of episodes so
0: yeah and who wants to listen to say the same things i mean maybe someone but that's a lot of dedication um
1: okay alex what's giving you life this week
0: Okay. My answer is not super exciting, but I'm excited. So I recently joined oh, like a CrossFit gym, um, which is like torture, but also really fun because it's owned by it's owned by a gay woman. She's married and then almost all the trainers are gay women. And I just love it. It's so gay there that like I feel really happy we went for the first time and our trainer obviously was gay and she we were talking we're like yeah we really wanted to come here because we knew it was like locally owned and like queer owned and she's like there are a lot of us here and i was like this is my place i hate exercising but the fact that all of you are gay makes me happy
1: um can you just throw my name out and be like sam
0: <laughs> you can uh drop into a class with me if you want
1: to okay. i
0: I hate myself every time I go. Like I literally whine. I'm on the floor like whining and doing things and they're like, You can do it. I was like, I can't do it. Um but <laughs> piggybacking off of that, I had to get new workout pants. So I got Ooh. I signed up for like Fabletics to get the two for twenty four and then cancelled immediately and I just got them today and I'm really excited about the pants and that's giving me life.
1: Do they fit well? Do you like them? Yeah,
0: I was really nervous. I made sure I got this size big enough for my jean size because I have a larger uh, hip and leg width. And I just tried them on before we jumped on here, and they actually fit really well. And the thing about, like... Yes. The thing about, like, leggings and, like, uh, whatever those are, workout pants, is they fall down a lot on me. I don't know what that is. Like, I, I don't... It's not, like i'm tiny and they're falling down because i have nothing to hold them up they just something about the way they fit but those it doesn't seem like they're gonna do that
1: um i am weird because i hate like i hate wearing yoga pants like that with my body yeah i feel like i don't have hips so i don't have anything to hold it up <laughs> so it's just like <laughs> well,
0: I do have hips and they still do that to me, but these do not. So if you're ever in the like, I they have like regular, like just chilling yoga pants too. So.
1: Okay. I might have to try these out. Um, I'm here for this. Um, what's giving me life this week. So I went to TJ Maxx today. I took the day off. I went to TJ Maxx and this is so dumb, but I bought a blue moon t-shirt Oh, it's like one of my favorite beers. And I'm like, yes. And then I got a Carhartt hat so that everyone knows I'm okay. gay. <laughs> we both have clothes related news this
0: week. Who I are we?
2: Because,
0: okay. That's okay, so great. Okay, Sam, what, before we jump into this book, what was your last read, your current read and your next read?
1: Okay. So last current new earth. Uh, yeah last card next um, my last read. what was my last read? Oh, my gosh, I like had this too. I was very excited.
0: I feel like um, I know your last why can't I remember it?
1: I feel like I've been screaming at it to you, and I don't was know. it d
0: transition baby?
1: Probably, <laughs> but I feel like no, I feel like I was reading something with D transition baby, um well, but where. We'll- We'll say Detransition Baby was last because I did finish like right before this we time. recorded. Um, and then current now is Malice. Ooh, good one. During Malice, I'm probably going to read On a Sunbeam because Sunday night we are going live with Quinn at Queerly Ever After to talk about On a Sunbeam. So I'm going to try and get that... The shadow. i read life. it so
0: long ago i need to like go remind myself of the content
1: i'm very excited except it is chunky
0: it is it, it is but you'll fly through it so that's your next read yes nice okay i just finished hollow pox which is the third book in the nevermore series super cute um if you're looking for a good alternative to what was previously a childhood favorite i would absolutely recommend this this series Um, I'm currently reading The Space Between Worlds because that's our book choice for April. Sam's laughing because I'm always way ahead. (laughs) This is our type A, type B personality shining through. Like, it's fine. You're going to like it. I'm only like 50 pages in and it's really good so far.
1: I just, okay, I won't even lie. I'm just panicked that like, (sighs) you know that I don't like for people to tell me what I have to read. And so... It's the light suggestion. You were the one who suggested it. No, no, no. And it's not even that. I could have suggested Honey Girl. And I would be like... Ugh. It's that you have a deadline. Right. And like, I just have so many... I feel like every book that I have to read until my spring break are books that like I have to read for either like the podcast or a book club. Yeah. it's like... Ugh. When is your spring break? Never. Oh. <laughs> um, It is the last week of April.
0: Oh, shit. Okay. Well, yeah, you have to have all that done by then. That's a long way away.
1: Isn't it? Like, I'm so sad. Oh,
0: that is sad. <laughs> You're going to like it, though. I think once you start it, it, you'll fly through it. And then I think my next read, this is always hard for me because I say that I'm going to read something next and then I change my mind. I'm debating between Eve Brown or Girl, Woman, Other, which I have been meaning to read and I heard Libby talk about it on the books in city pod. And then we talked about it when we recorded with Libby and then it keeps coming up. So I feel like, okay, I need okay. to...
1: can you wait to read girl, woman, other? Cause I also want to read girl, woman, other, and it's yeah. in my thing. So read Eve Brown first. Okay.
0: Maybe I'll change my mind and read another book. I don't know. There's so many books to read. You know, I can only read, I have like five coming in from the library too.
1: <laughs> um, are you listening to anything?
0: No. no. <laughs>
1: I started listening. I'm in the middle of listening to Eve Brown, which is super good. I think that I love um, Danny better, though. Yeah,
0: I love Danny so much and Zaf that I'm I don't know that they'll replace them. But you know what? Some people say they did. So I'm excited to see. But
1: um, and then I'm also listening to Tegan and Sarah's memoir. Oh, I need
0: to read that. You know what? I think I'm going to try the memoirs. I think I, I'll probably listen to them on our Books to Gaze Libro account. So
1: Do it. I'm very excited.
0: Like Everyone says memoirs are easy to read or listen to.
1: It feels like a podcast. Yeah. Whereas like I'm not good about listening to books that are not nonfiction Mm -hmm. i will zone out but if i feel like oh like the chapter is done like i can pause here you know yeah
0: well all right now we're gonna talk about detransition baby there's gonna be like a slight little musical sound because we recorded this early but uh please enjoy share your thoughts with us in the comments i'm gonna go work out and cry sam's gonna cry cry let's go (laughs) all right thanks everyone for listening Okay, so now it's time to talk about Transition Baby by uh, Tori Peters. Tori Peters.
1: It's so good.
0: Sam finished. I finished a few weeks ago, so I need I to finished. have some. <laughs> I, need, I need Sam to remind me of some things. But, okay, first things first, what is your overall thoughts and opinions about the book? Like, just general.
1: Um, it is unlike anything I have ever read before. I don't it's funny because I was trying to sell it to a friend of mine because I was like oh you should really really read it and they're like well what is it like and I was like I'm gonna say this and hear me it has a familiar vibe vibe like big little lies does that make sense like
0: okay yeah no I can see it
1: and I was like familiar vibe a big little lies but now let's put it on a topic that had that you probably know nothing about. Mm-hmm. And she was like, that's weird. And I was like, I don't know how to describe it, but, like, think of it like that. Like, the whole time you don't know what's happening, it keeps fla- flashing backwards and forwards, and it's on a topic that we don't talk about ever. Ever. And I was like, honestly, I've never thought about it. I've never thought about it. And so... And then when I tried to give like a little blurb about what it's about, <laughs> I think I lost her because she was like, how is it like Big Little Lies? But it has <laughs> a I was like, it's not like it. It just has the vibe, like the feeling. There's the feeling a, of Big Little
0: Lies. A similar a feeling. It's honestly, I it was it's such an interesting book because while i was reading it i was like i don't know how i feel about this like i really don't know like i enjoyed it i liked the characters i liked the story it was a quick enough read for me because i was invested but i was like i don't know if i love this like i don't know what i i truly like could not pinpoint a thought and then after i closed the book i kind of like sat there and then all of a sudden i had to like talk to tab for like two hours about all my thoughts about this book and i was like oh okay i like the book but like I like it in a way that it caused me to like be very introspective and like analyze things in my own life and analyze things about the queer community and like things about my reading and like communities of people. And I was like, that's to me like the sign of a great book is that I still think about it and like try to relate it to my life. And like it is one that I think is hard to recommend to people because we said we were doing it on the podcast. So I know a lot of people picked it up because of that. And then once I read it, I was a little worried because I'm like, I'm worried some people won't, like, get it and get, like, that it's messy. It's, like, incredibly queer but, like, incredibly messy and deep and, like, very, like, sexy and sex positive. I'm like, people are probably – some people are probably reading this because we've recommended it and, like, what the fuck are they recommending?
1: Okay, but – but – I will say as a queer woman, in a book where I have, there were so many themes that hit so real to me that I was like, oh my god, yeah, I I get that, I understand um, so many things. And then more so like flipping it on its head and being like, there are things that I will never be able to relate to because I will never be that. Does that make sense?
0: Yes. And
1: I think it's fascinating. And I think I told one of my friends, I was like, I believe everyone should read this book. Mm-hmm. Because it is an eye, it is an eye opening. I never knew. And that is so ignorant of me. I hate how ignorant this sounds but I never knew that people detransitioned. Like yeah. I didn't know that it never, it never crossed my mind that like that was a thing that happens, which is insane to me that that has never crossed my mind, but it hasn't.
0: Yeah. No, I mean, I think that I'm apologized because Penny is next to me and she's very loudly snoring and I know the mic is going to pick it up. Um. So to whoever is hearing this, it's, it's a dog, not a human next to me. Um, but I think what Detransition Baby does so well is something that like I love reading in books and my favorite books kind of all have in common is that creates so many conversations because, you know, there's so many people who are going to read it and be like, and I know I was reading a few people who were like a little bit nervous about the detransition aspect and they didn't want, um, they were, they were hoping it was done well and not just like oh this is a thing and now like straight people can like glom onto this and be like see it's not real which it's you know very clear in the book that like no that was not like it is not that Amy who's now living as Ames feels like less of a woman it was a conscious choice because society makes it so difficult but I had a client I had a client who I started and they were living as a man, and then they detransitioned to female. And I think I've talked to you about this. Like mm-hmm. they, I didn't know them well enough because it was when I was new to like really have a full conversation about that, and it wasn't like part of like what, they were just coming for HIV care. But we like briefly talked about it, and I always wonder like what were their thoughts during that time, and like what was you know some of the reasoning that that they had, and is it similar to Ames?
1: Well, I loved the fact that like. I'm going to say this <laughs> and I don't, I hope that it comes across well, even when a- when Amy is Ames, I still saw her as Amy because there was a piece of, a- does that make sense? Like, yes. I think Ames says something at one point when he's talking to Katrina and he says, I don't know that I can be a parent. I can't be a, a dad, dad. I be a parent, and I can't promise you that I won't transition back. Mm-hmm. and I was like oh my gosh like
0: well and I think that's important to hear too because you know and, and neither one of us are trans and we don't have like that lived experience but I think it did come across as a cis person reading this book that aims de-transitions because you know passing is difficult and the you know right the response from like heteronormative society is so touch and go and there's safety aspects and there's things that we would never even realize because even if we pass or don't pass as our sexuality like mm-hmm. I think there's a level of obviously a level of violence that trans women experience that we never will right um and I think it was abundantly clear that wow I don't think like I don't, it didn't come across to me that Ames was, like, riddled with dysmorphia about, like, his body detransition. But it also ca- was very clear that, like, Ames never felt fully Ames and was, like, Amy now living as Ames. Right. If that makes sense.
1: <laughs> yes, it does. And I do want to pause this here for just a second because I do want – and I'm only saying this because I had no idea until I went in. When we say detransition, we mean – like transitioning Mm. to and from um, and reversing uh, the transition process. And it's funny because I wish that I had figured that out. And I didn't until like a quarter of the way through the book. And I was like, you're Sam. (laughs) (laughs) And so I do want to say that. um, But I also found it fascinating that the reason Amy does it and transitions to aims is because it's easier. Mm -hmm. And I was like, if that does not show you, like.
0: The problem with society.
1: Right. And like
0: being your, yeah, your authentic self. And I just think like, it's, it's interesting too, because I, it was very vague. You know, that like Reese has, medically transitioned and i think like reese has had top surgery um but not bottom surgery it i don't think i can't remember it explicitly saying whether ames did or did not have top surgery which i don't think ames did obviously because it sounds like ames was socially transitioning to female and then the detransition back to male was probably a little bit smoother because they did not have implants and they didn't have bottom surgery and you could just stop taking your estrogen and it would kind of like slowly reverse some of those physical effects. Um, So it really like, again, it's so interesting because I think other than taking hormones, Amy was socially transitioning a a lot of it. And I wonder what her journey would have looked like if she was detransitioning post medically transitioning. Right. I've never said the word transitioning so much in my life. (laughs) But yeah, I think, I think it's, and I know it's going to be a TV show. So I'm very interested for it to reach more. I think the book world is so small in general. And like the queer book world is even smaller, even though it feels so big to us because this is the world we're living in that I don't think people would have really read this book in like widespread society. So I'm hoping with this show, it will create those conversations and I, Hope they do it delicately enough to not be like, oh yeah, trans people can just choose to detransition because that's like the bad, like I don't, that's not the message.
1: And I really hope that they pick up the understanding of it because I'm telling you, reading throughout this book, it is not a negative view on trans, like, yeah, it is is still a queer view of detransition. Yep. And I hope that they keep that queer eye there because Tori, yeah, Tori Peters did such a good job keeping it that way. Yeah, because if you think
0: about it, the reason Ames detransitioned was because cisgender society put the pressure. Like it's, it's us as cis people and that dominant society that forced someone to not be able to live how they wanted to live and then have to rationalize the choices. And that was clear with the whole parenting model like it's not that Ames didn't want to be a parent but right. Ames didn't want to be a father and be such like a masculine presence in a child's life because that's not how Ames envisioned their family
1: I agree I agree. okay I have a question um, how did you feel about Katrina as a character <laughs> um <I feel> like- <laughs> I feel like pause pause. should we I feel like we haven't done this I'm gonna ask should we do a like should I read the intro
0: oh maybe yeah
1: because we just went off the cuff
0: yeah we just really jumped wide in there
1: (laughs) okay so a whip smart debut about three women transgender and cisgender whose lives collide after unexpected pregnancy forces them to confront their deepest desires Reese almost had it all, a loving relationship with Amy, an apartment in New York City, a job she didn't hate. She had scraped together what previous generations of trans women could only dream of, a life of mundane bourgeois comforts. Mm -hmm. The only thing missing was a child. But then her girlfriend, Amy, detransitions and becomes Ames, and everything fell apart. Now Reese is caught in a self-destructive pattern, avoiding her loneliness by sleeping with married men. Ames isn't happy either. He thought detransitioning to live as a man would make life easier, but that decision cost him his relationship with Reese, and losing her meant losing his only family. Even though their romance is over, he longs to find a way back to her. When Ames' boss and lover Katrina reveals that she's pregnant with his baby, and that she's not sure whether she wants to keep it, Ames wonders if this is the chance he's been waiting for. Could the three of them form some kind of unconventional family and raise his baby together?
0: yeah honestly i feel like it brings up so many things because i also think it brings up like a lot of relevant points about found family and what happens i think in intra-queer community gatekeeping and i've seen it even with like bisexual people if they're dating if a bisexual cis female is dating another cis female it's like woo gay like come to all our gay girl chats be here but if that same bisexual cis female starts to date a cis man they almost feel more excluded from the community. And I kept thinking about that as I was thinking about Ames being part of their trans girl group when Ames was living as Amy. And then you saw like that other friend of theirs who detransitioned and kept trying to come around and like still be included, but like was kept at the fringes. And I, I like on some level I get it because like, we just talked about this earlier, like it's having those relatable queer topics and to talk about with queer people who really get it. But then it's that level of gatekeeping where like, I know they're doing it because they're like hurt. And you now feel like this person is choosing safety or some convenience over living how they are because you don't get that same safety. But then it, I don't know. It's such like a fun, it just was bringing up like a lot internally for me
1: um same And one thing i just felt through the internal thing is relationships with women and how like re i don't know if you remember when reese goes to the baby shower mm.
0: with,
1: um katrina and no not the baby shower but the um essential oils like, yes the party party And she's expecting something completely different. And then her realizing that like openness of women whereas Ames that's what he's looking for. That's what Amy was longing for Mm -hmm. found in Reese. (sighs) And I and even the part of Reese loving Amy so much but even it was a different kind of love, but they mm-hmm.
2: didn't.
1: you couldn't have it both ways, which was fascinating to me as well. Yeah. Like, you know, and it's so funny because I would just watch Disclosure on Netflix. Have you watched that yet? I don't think so. It's a documentary on like trans people in media.
0: Oh, so- oh, is it written by or is it directed by a... St- 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 st-
1: yeah, I don't know. <laughs> okay, don't know. all right. Um, I just, I, it popped up on my For You page. Is that what we call on Netflix? I don't know. Yeah, and yeah, like, yeah. And I just happened to watch it last night and it opened up so many levels of things, especially as I'm reading this book. And I was like, oh my gosh, like this is beautiful. Like it correlated so well. And then, um. Watching Pose. Did you watch Pose? I watched
0: the first season. Okay. But then I need to finish, obviously. Finish it.
1: Um and the found family. And I think for Reese and Amy they were found they were family and Reese and Amy wanted that back. Yeah. And I think even Reese saw herself as family to Amy. But it also got so messy because sex got involved. Yeah. And, like, that was fascinating to me. Like,
0: ugh. It it shows, too, like, how, like, how there really isn't a win. No one won in that situation. Like, Reese thought Ames was taking the easy way out and was choosing to, like, live safely and not to, like, be as vulnerable and be truthful to themselves. But then Ames lost that that queer community, those, those people who became his family and like lost his identity as a woman, because that's who, you know, Amy would love to be. And then Katrina in that vein is like, un, she was unintentionally brought into the situation that like, she didn't ask for either. And then you don't like, it's hard because they're all like so messy and at times incredibly unlikable that... But then – but you realize, like, none of them – they all are losing out of things and gaining things and, like – Right. But that's what makes it so, like, such a real book. Like, this was real life. Like, it was not sugar-coated or made to be, like, better or happy ending.
1: Well, and what's crazy is there is such an interesting take that, like, really opened my eyes to when one of the characters – really is like reveling in this newfound queerness and is like enjoying the benefits of this cool new thing and like Mm -hmm. this whole new world. And then all of a sudden when.
0: It gets weird or awkward.
1: Weird or awkward or negative. They immediately like reject it. Mm -hmm. And I. Found that just. uh, Fascinating because.
0: That was such, like, a, a, a to me, like, cultural appropriation. Like, everyone watches RuPaul's Drag Race now. Right. Like, everyone in the world. Because it's fun. And I know, like, when I we think- go to... What? You've never I, seen it? Mm-hmm. I think you'd really like it. But it's so <laughs> mainstream now. Like, and all the RuPaul girls will, like, tour in Tampa. And they all come do their drag shows at some of the gay bars in Ebor, And it's become become, like, overwhelmed with, like, straight people who come to see these girls. And I'm, like grateful that these drag queens are getting the attention they deserve because like their work is an art form but it but then it almost can be like okay you're benefiting from our culture which technically like drag queen culture was also then taken from like black women but either way it kind of like all kind of crosses that line we're like oh okay well now you're you you've been brought into this queer world and you're you like the exciting parts but when it gets a little awkward or uncomfortable because people start to question you and you you feel that blowback that can come from being openly queer around people who don't accept you then you're like oh never mind i'm not really in this like
1: right you're other yes other um what was also fascinating to me by that is i don't know if you remember but they do bring up the different like the different sections of trans women like they talk about the families and what are they um and how like black um trans women have those families and how like the white trans women are are different and I was like oh my gosh like that is so interesting because I mean I watched Pose
0: yeah that was like from Pose I remember them talking about that too
1: and I can connect there but then I was like you know what that's true I did not see a white person like at the balls you know mm-hmm. and I was like just that fa- I was just oh it was so fascinating and well I, I regret that word because that makes it seem like other it was just so enlightening
0: yeah it was a really good learning experience if you have like no idea of like any part okay but I want to know I want to know what your thoughts are on Katrina <laughs> I feel like I know them but I'm I'm I am curious
1: um I had to really sit with some awkward moments with myself reading Katrina um I think there are times that I can be like Katrina and I never want to be that way Ooh, we gonna get deep a little bit
0: Ooh, what are some of those times
1: um. more so she just becomes very cocky and haughty about her newfound queerness that mm. she has no idea about does that make sense?
0: yeah like you don't know the history but you're like I'm gay I'm gay or I'm queer too and then like someone like schools you and you're like oh like I didn't even know that it's this intense or like this much
1: or like the fact that she does not take anyone else into consideration mm-hmm. whenever she gets upset or sensitive and she blocked the people out that it was about. Um, I feel like sometimes I can that that was not fair and I could see myself doing, you know, especially as like a new in my new, you know. Yeah, you don't don't want to
0: be called out on things when you're still figuring things out, but also like I think something like all newly queer people learn is like I mean how to be inclusive in your queerness and not like leave people out and not like unintentionally say ignorant things because you think you know everything because you just came out
1: and it, it it with Trina I just I hated that part for her Um, But then there were parts that I just really loved. Like I loved the fact that she was open enough to want to do this at one point, you Mm -hmm. know, and that she, I, okay. There is a part in the book where Ames is talking to Reese and Ames has not talked to Katrina yet. And Ames tells Reese that Katrina is Um, enjoying the benefits of a queer relationship without having to have the label of queer relationship and it made me really stop and think about what that really entailed but when you have sex with a cis man it does not last all the time it is usually not about you um you know what i'm saying and like yes i do Even in the sense, because Lori Land never listened, the (laughs) many men that I have had sex with, I cannot name one time with them where there wasn't a level of I had to compose myself. Like Mm -hmm. I had to make sure that like my stomach was sucked in and not that they said this or like made me feel this way, but it is something that you just like feel. it is inherently taught to you mm-hmm. to keep your stomach in, keep your chin up so your double chin's not showing. To to be so
0: conscious of your body,
1: right? To make sure that you're you're making the perfect face and it's not an awkward like, ah, you know, yeah. That. Whereas, um, she's talking or Ames is talking about with Trina, she's just really let herself go mm-hmm. and let herself embrace this and. Ames is loving it you know and she's and I was like man that is so true like I think about the first times with a woman where I felt like I had to do that and they were like "Uh uh-uh no stay in the
0: moment you don't have to like so hard about what's happening here
1: and I can remember one time like (laughs) I guess something was I can't Something was happening, and I just was, like, a lot in my head, and I remember, like, the first girl I ever had sex with, like, she tapped me, like, on my stomach, and she was, like, hey, like, we can, it's okay, like, and I was, like, no, 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 like, it's okay, and she was, like, no, and then immediately came up, and we just started talking, and then later, like, we had sex again, but, like, it was no... It just made me realize, like, there are things that with women, you don't feel that, like, you don't feel like you have to put on. You don't, you know.
0: Yeah, I would have been interested to see, like, they never, like, even though Katrina was, like, very involved in the narrative, she never had her own, like, point of view. Um, Like, you never got inside her head. But I would be interested in, because to me, it was like, okay, once she found out that Ames was previously living as Amy and felt, you know, and, and would prefer to be living as a woman because Amy is a woman. Um, I would have been interested to see, like, her exploration into, like, her romantic orientation and her sexual orientation. And, like, I feel like maybe some of that connection she felt to Ames might have been that, like, emotional, like, romantic attraction. And it would have been interesting to see, like, once she realized that Ames is a woman and Ames would prefer to be living as Amy. Okay, ma'am um sorry I'm being kicked that I would have loved to see like how she talks about that because I've talked about it too like I think romantically I connect better with women yeah and I would be interested in like Katrina's introspective journey about that if she has one
1: it also made me think about the difference between romantic and sexual Mm mm-hmm um and I guess, I know this sounds really dumb, but sometimes I don't see it that way. I mean, I do, and I see it for other people, but I don't see it yeah. that way. Does that make sense? Like, Yeah, I think
0: some people it's so tied together that it, it's not as easy to separate because it right. works in, in conjunction with each other.
1: And realizing that for Ames and Amy romantically like that's what she that's what they want Mm -hmm. so much but then sexually like even Reese Reese would love that Reese wanted that like romantically even I feel like in towards the end of the book you start to see Reese almost see Katrina romantically Mm -hmm. does that make sense like yeah
0: like you could imagine raising a child in a life with this person in a romantic relationship even if it's not a sexual one
1: Right, but then sexually, Reese desired to be, to be with a very stereotypical white man. Yeah, (laughs) you know, like
0: Reese was working through some some shit.
1: But I mean, even Ames was working through some shit, like the fact that Ames couldn't disassociate or like.
0: Oh yeah, the disassociation that was going on
1: throughout all of it. I was like wow and I thought it was also interesting how it didn't feel like Ames disassociated with Katrina where Ames disassociated with everyone else having sex I didn't feel that way with Katrina does that make sense
0: yeah I think because they connected so like emotionally with Katrina almost that it like superseded that inability to connect sexually
1: That's how, I mean, and I thought that was interesting.
0: Yeah. I could probably talk. I feel like, again, this book like lends itself really well to like a good discussion. Because part of what I couldn't stop talking about after was just how interesting to read it as a queer person. And I think I said this to my girlfriend, like, it's so uniquely queer to create just these non-traditional ways of like living and loving and relating to people and like we can create our own community of people that we want to like romantically be with or sexually be with, or like, Hey, we're all like such, I know I just talked about it earlier with Angela Chen and her queer platonic friendship description, but like you can be so in love with your friends too, that you create like a, like a community and you live together or you, you you know, Kyle Ryan and I and Tab and I have joked around like, what if we all raise a baby together? And like, not, -hmm. not that it wouldn't work for us as people, but like, The beauty of being queer is that you can do whatever you want basically like there's no there's no blueprint like there isn't like cis heterosexual society so like anything we do is normal for us and typical for us and like good for us and i liked that this book showed that like even though like katrina was like oh this is wild like reese and amy were like yeah why wouldn't we raise a family like this like wouldn't it be better for a child to be loved by as many people as possible than just to make them have like a male and female parent like
1: right and i loved that um katrina's mom was so on board i thought oh, that yeah. was awesome as well i was like interesting um okay i have a question so it's funny because i have been watching a lot of tiktok here lately <laughs> TikTok, it's not even funny um and one thing that has never crossed my mind ever is to tell a woman to put a baby in me. Um, <laughs> does that make sense? Like, yes. Which, once again, we don't yuck people's yum. That's all, that's great.
0: But don't you ever joke around? Like, Tab and I will joke around and I'll be like, oh, didn't get pregnant this month. Like, have my period and she'll be like, man, I was really trying really hard this time. <laughs> and like because we know we can't get pregnant, obviously, yeah. like, but so we'll make like jokes to people and it makes them uncomfortable. Or like my doctor was like, I am on that vaccine trial. So she was like, oh, you're not taking any birth control. And I was like, I don't really need it. Like my partner is a uh, female. Um, and she's like, oh, OK, yeah, I guess that kind of like works. You can't really get pregnant. I was like, we've really been trying, though. <laughs> <laughs> But, like, you know. Well, I
1: mean, yeah, like, the teasing. Yeah, yeah, but not
0: in serious way, yeah.
1: But it was almost, like, foreplay for Reese and Amy to be, like, put a baby in me. Like, and the connection or, like, the correlation between your prep drugs mm. and your birth control and how they called it, like, did you take your birth control today, like, I was like, what It, it is- was
0: interesting. But yeah. I guess in this in that respect, like I wonder if if it was like a way to feel more female to be like, Oh, I'm taking this, yes, because of my risk of HIV, but also because like let's just imagine it's for this reason because I'm a woman and I can get pregnant, but we're not trying to get pregnant and like maybe it was like some
1: yeah. Reese says it at one point like in the beginning when she's talking or like when you're seeing in her head that like it she made and it's so funny because at the beginning when I first started reading this I was like I don't know that I'm gonna like this like there were a lot of broad suggestions that Reese makes about women that I was like I do not feel this way like yeah I don't want to be manhandled and like hit you know um And then she makes a thing where she says, she says something along the lines of, like, she tells the guy that she's seeing to have sex with her without protection. Yes. Because it's like a slip, like, you don't know. Yeah. Pregnant that way. And I, like, at first panicked. And then I thought about it and I was like, not that it is not any time I ever had sex with a man, not that like it was a oh my gosh, like I'm excited to get pregnant. But there is a rush of like, oh is it gonna like get Yeah. Like is, is this know. gonna
0: happen if I if something slips or falls or or God forbid we're not using protection? Like you do have that. It's it's a very I think it's something as people with uteruses really think about. At all times, if you're having sex with someone who can realistically impregnate you, right, you are always it on some level is always in the back of your mind. Like, what am I either doing to not let this happen, or oh my god, this could like, ooh.
1: right. And not that it is a good rush, but it is a rush. Yeah. Like, I don't know about you, but I have very much sat in a bathroom with a pregnancy test a couple times and really hoped we were not
0: (laughs) that's so funny I've had a few plan b experiences but I think that was more just like my very nervous brain I was always on birth control I just like panicked
1: um I when I told you when I was in college I wasn't I went to a Christian school so like to get on birth control meant that my parents would have to know oh and I was like, eh, nope. So it was always condoms. So I can remember not doing Plan B one time. The condom broke. And not doing Plan B because it was so ingrained in me that that was abortion.
0: Oh, no. I do remember that being taught to me in Catholic school, too. Like, because technically you're taking it after. And you might have implanted.
1: The seed might have been implanted. And I'm like, that's such, Ugh. yeah. And I can remember that right there. And then like, you don't go to Planned Parenthood because Planned Parenthood is where they kill babies and like, you know what I'm saying?
0: No. Yeah. I get, I was raised that way too. So.
1: Um, and so I still just in a way, even though I didn't want to understand that I understood it. Mm -hmm. And I was like, fuck. Yeah, I get it. Like, that make I know that feeling and like I said it's not a feeling that I loved but it was a rush yeah I remember sitting on a toilet you know my best friend I remember my best friend sitting in the bathtub like literally sitting in the bathtub and me sitting on the toilet and like I'm crying and she's just like oh here well we'll raise baby together (laughs) looking back now I'm like you're so dramatic like
0: (laughs) yeah but that is it is a very like
1: it's terrifying.
0: Yeah, I I could relate. And so I guess I could see like Reese, you know, hoping that would also be, I think because Reese wanted so bad to be a mom too. Like that, you know, making that the the situation in the role play would be like affirming to her.
1: Okay, I have a question for you. Yes. Do you think, Um, I don't, okay, I'm going to ask it. And then I have an answer that like I have, you know, um, do you think that it would have been a good thriving environment for all three of them? No,
0: only because I think they all should go to therapy individually and together. I think like, I think they had a lot of things they individually needed to work on to be like a healthy cohabitating parental triad. Um, And I think it would have, they would have probably continued to have those meltdowns of like, you don't get it, you don't get it, but I'm the real mom. And I think like, you know, I think even in in a two pair queer couple, you can do that. Cause sometimes like Tab and I have talked about like having to tell our parents, like whichever one of us carries a baby, like we're both the real moms. Like do not ever say real mom or biological mom in front of the kids. Like it's not a joke. It's not funny. Like. And I think that's something Katrina was working through and not quite getting. Yes. And I think Amy was struggling with that imposter syndrome of being that other, had she been another mom, that even the non-birth parent would feel too at times, like, do does anyone think of me as less of the parent because I didn't birth this human? Right. And then God knows what Ames would have felt because Ames had to work through a lot of like Bless him yeah a lot of that like now i'm being seen as socially the father i don't want to be a father i just want to be a parent but it's so much like educating and re-educating all of society like i think it was pretty doomed but i also think like had they put in the effort and the work and the communication and didn't just like pull this out of thin air and it had been like a planned thing and they had all been like working together from the start it could have been totally fine
1: yeah Um, I agree. I think that it could have been fine, but at the rate they were going, it was not meant to be fine, you know? Um, yes. On levels of the fact that once it got hard for Trina, I could see her pulling out.
0: Yep. Um, yeah, I I could see her being like, this is my baby and I'm leaving and Amy or Ames, you brought me into this and I didn't ask for this and I'm not doing this. And then like, just up and going
1: um and I could see Ames piecing because they felt um masculine mm-hmm. that was a big thing that Ames struggled with um I could have seen Reese piece out because she got sensitive like yeah. bless her heart you know yeah um, she
0: she was incredibly like sensitive I think especially to Katrina.
1: Um, I low-key wish we could have read that letter. Like, we don't get to read the letter. Oh, I yeah. That we could have seen. I mean, I can only imagine what was in that letter, but I wish we could have read that letter. Um, And it was just oh, so good. Mm-hmm. So good. I still have questions. Like, I would love, and I've tried to look and see um. I've googled but I would love they use the word transsexual a lot. Oh yeah. And I've googled a couple times and I have yet to find anything of why but I that just it made me just wonder you know. Yeah it cost it me to pause a lot and I'm sure
0: there was a reason and I probably should like look at Tori Peters interviews or like
1: I did I went and looked like oh. I looked everywhere because I didn't I wanted to be careful and make sure like if there you know it was a reason or if there was anything and I couldn't find it and then even just looking up like that word and you know yeah
0: my and- base assumption is that maybe in the trans community it's an identity some people or a label some people choose to use that they're like reclaiming almost similar to like how I say queer but there are definitely gay people who hate that word I just don't know that's just my assumption after I like worked through the process of like oh my god I keep reading this word and it's supposed to be offensive
1: right and I low-key panicked and I was like oh my gosh and then I was like okay it doesn't feel negative here you know it feels like a safe space
0: yeah, because they're using it to talk about themselves and, like, their friends. They're not saying it in, like, a derogatory way towards – Which
1: was also interesting, the fact that Tori Peters really let us into that. Um, I appreciated that a little bit, you know? Yeah. Being let into that. But, yeah, I just – I, I uh, 25% of the book, I did not know that if I was going to like this, and I felt very – Same. Um,
0: uh, apprehensive
1: <laughs> yeah 50% of the book I couldn't hardly put it down mm-hmm. and ending it I just feel like everyone does need to read it because it brings such awareness to trans women um, in a way that we don't usually see them I mean honestly you have posed, you have I'm trying to think what else that we have of that is Trans women well,
0: Yeah, I feel like Pose was the first time It was like a majority trans Actors acting as trans characters And not someone playing
1: Um, Can I tell you something though Like off topic a little mm-hmm. When I watched Disclosure I was fascinated At the actors and actresses That were trans that I did not know That have just played regular characters
0: Oh And yeah. I was like I'm going to have to watch it oh. because I I don't know that I would know.
1: Um, okay. Can I tell you one? Yes. And I was so excited. Um, me and you both know that I love the L Word reboot. Mm-hmm. You know the bartender that hooks up with Finley? Oh, you didn't know she was trans?
0: No. Oh, I knew that. She's in um, Sense8. I've
1: never seen Sense8.
0: That's why, that's the only reason I know that. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have known if I had never like heard of her or like knew anything about her, I would not have known because she is incredible and you would never guess that.
1: And I loved it. And then, um, did you know in, and I was just like really impressed with the L Word reboot, you know, the, um, black man who is working on the team with, What's her name? The one in the suit. Bets. PR. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Danny. Danny. He's the one that's always working with her. That is like, you know, he's trans.
0: I did not know that.
1: Right? Oh, so How? they're
0: all in this show, in this documentary? Yes. Oh, I'm going to watch that. That's so fun.
1: It was fascinating. And I loved it because it really goes through um, just how trans people have been represented in media and how like they're the butt of jokes Mm-hmm. that is true like I remember watching movies where it's been like Bridget Jones Diary when have, did you ever watch that show? yeah that a maybe? long
0: time ago mm-hmm.
1: um, and it's Hugh Grant and he goes in to get a um, hooker and she walks in and he's like super excited and you get like you realize that it's a trans worker and you're just like and it's supposed to be like really funny and like it's the watch that again oh of the joke like you know oh he he hired the wrong one yeah. and i just like how many times do we see that that it never crossed our mind like that's not okay
0: yeah you know Yeah, yeah, and looking back on a lot of things I used to watch, I'm like, oh my God, like I see it now as a
1: Mm -hmm.
0: 30-year-old who knows better, but like that, it is very interesting.
1: Well, as a 30-year-old who knows better, but like you think of a 10-year-old who doesn't, who watched The Diary for the first time, or a 15-year-old who doesn't, and then their parents who still don't, like it perpetuates, it keeps that perpetuation that's it's not okay.
0: Yep. I agree. I feel like there's so much to talk about with this book. Okay, if you listen to this episode and you have thoughts about the book or anything we said, shoot us a DM, Uh, leave a comment on our post because we'd like to keep having the, the these conversations and, like, see what everyone else thinks when they're listening. I think, again, the beauty of this book is that it creates a, a lot of conversations. There's so much going on.
1: There is, and I... I feel like every queer and straight person needs to read it. Mm -hmm. All right, cheers, queers. Cheers, queers.